Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Kayfabe or Die podcast. Uh, we will be covering um, Raw and SmackDown, giving a little bit of a recap of what happened in this week's episodes, uh, giving a quick preview, uh, well maybe not a quick preview, but a preview in our predictions of Survivor Series, which takes place this Sunday, and we have a couple of news stories that we're going to kind of start to show off with and uh, discuss. But before we get into all that, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Johnny Deadly. Johnny, how are you, my friend? I am good. I'm good. Unseasonably on here on a Wednesday, but I'm good. Yes. Unseasonably. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. yeah sure. We'll It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. Um, <laughs> like that. That'll do, pig. <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on our socials, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kayfabe or Die. And we have a podcast because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, you're, you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Breaker and Radio Public and other podcast platforms that I still can't remember, but we've been doing this for like a few months and I don't know them all still. Spotify. Yes. The main ones are Spotify. Google and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And Spotify. From what I hear, it's an up and coming app. Yes. So, um, before we get into, like I said, the, the week of wrestling, we have news to talk about that's about wrestling that doesn't have to do with actual crap. No, there's loads of news to talk about about actual wrestling that has nothing to do with grappling. And what way um, I guess first off, you want to go. Let's talk about uh, Mr. James E. Cornette. Yeah, I, I suppose you kind of have to. Um, you kind of have to start with that. So, the very popular. Um, I feel okay in saying very popular. Um, online wrestling show which is NWA Power because they've got like four hours um, Jim Cornette as you can imagine because it's very old school vintage wrestling is a commentator because you can't get much more old school vintage wrestling commentating for Jim Cornette and he so- said some kind of uh, some slightly disparaging remarks during this week's recording to the point that NWA had to pull down the video after the show went up and do a quick re-edit i.e. take Cornette <laughs> out of yeah. it and um, put it back up online then but it's um, oh I don't know it's, it's one of those weird ones I know what he said is racist and he shouldn't have said it but I think people are really super good he, he essentially said it was uh, Nick Aldis versus um, Trevor Murdoch thank you sorry blanked in his name it was Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch and in a comment towards I, um, I have it here if you want me to read it. Yeah, read it out, please, because I, I only kind of roughly remember it. I know it's fried chicken and a moped. Yeah, through so Ethiopia. He said, Trevor Murdoch is the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. He can take care of himself. Yeah. Who's trying so, to um, get across? Yeah. So everyone's going to town on it. They, like he shouldn't have said it, but I um, 
I don't know. So, yeah, he, he shouldn't have said it, but it's like, out of all the stuff that could be said, that's relatively... Although he used to say that down in... Um, he used to say that, like, back in 95. Yes, actually, because I was watching um, Cultaholic uh, earlier today, and they are discussing it, and I think that's what they said was he actually made a very similar comment back in 1995. Yeah, like repeatedly. It was like one of his... Do you know the way they all have kind of... Um, you know, Jay or would have like, oh, it's a slobber knocker. Yeah. And, you know, they're kind of custom catchphrases. But that used to be something he used to use yeah. on more than one occasion. Not like regularly, regularly, but... The the thing of it is, I mean, it's just... It's been a topic, of, like, with the racism and stuff within the last few weeks here now. I'm not saying just yeah. within the last few weeks. But yeah. with the whole ACH, Jordan Miles, NXT thing. Yeah. And even before that, the Hulk Hogan stuff. And yeah. coming out talking about it and everybody else talking about it. The Like like you said, he shouldn't have said it at all. And a big chunk of the blame is on um, uh, Cornette. But also... I would go as far as to say is the majority of the blame is on Cornette. I, yeah. it, there is a certain level of responsibility on whoever edited it. That's what I was going to say, because, like, these shows have been recorded in the past, so you should have been able to see that before yeah. it got put out. When, from a guy who's edited a wrestling show or two, um, sometimes you're not fully paying attention to the commentary. Yeah, true. Do you know and what you I mean? Did, you're born that with his experience. You think he'd be, you know, you don't have to worry about his performance, you know? And it, like, seeing as it's pre-recorded as well, I also don't know how much of the commentary the guy sees because I know, like, I used to, I used to have all my cameras lined up in the editing software, and then I'd have the commentator's audio just layered in on top yeah. of it, and just cut from camera one, camera two, camera three, you know, all that kind of thing. So yeah. sometimes you're so watching the ref and what's going on in the match and make sure you're not catching anything you shouldn't be catching on camera you know a little bits of communicate between wrestlers and refs and things like that uh, yeah. sometimes you're not paying attention to you're not paying attention to the um, commentary guys yeah so well, I, can, I can see how it slipped through the cracks but it shouldn't have been said I think people are going a little bit fucking OTT on it yeah and it's just again like I said it's so freshly off of the the ACH, yeah. um, Jordan Miles stuff out of NXT, that it's, I don't, I don't know if more people are looking, not say looking for it, but it's it's a topic that's been discussed more in the last couple of weeks because of that, so it draws people's more attention, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. It's just, it's like, he's after stepping down from NWA altogether, yeah. um, as far as I know. Uh, definitely from the commentary team I think he has stepped down from the company period from what it looked like I think that's what happened yeah yeah, and that's like look I know he's not got the best rep in town but when you have such a old school orientated wrestling program going on he really adds and sells it do you yeah. know what I mean and I think it's a bit of a shame to see him gone over it he definitely shouldn't have said the comments like if I was sitting beside him and he said it, I'd been like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, he just he, to me because of what you said of his reputation, he's one that doesn't surprise me that he did say it though. 
I think it's why a lot of the kind of the old school wrestling fans aren't actually are the ones who are kind of like lads you all need to cop on a little bit yeah you know what I mean? like it's it's such a Jim Cornette thing to say yeah. I mean you're talking about a man who had a fucking punch up with um, oh, Santino Morella at yeah. a con do you know what I mean like he's that level like Santino Morella's a really nice guy <laughs> although from what I understand it was actually Morella who was more instigating that than anybody yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It was over something Cornette had said on one of his podcasts. I can't remember. Jesus, that story is about two, three years old. Yeah. But um, I remember it, but like I'm saying, I don't really remember specifics. Yeah. I, real shocker for me this morning because I only got to watch AEW Dark last night. I usually kind of catch up with um, NWA Power on the weekends. That's like my little bit of weekend watching. I still so, have yet um, to watch the episode. It's very good, dude. if if you like your old school wrestling which I know you do because you do an old school wrestling morning on our in our Amino so um, I'm actually surprised you haven't been watching it out of everybody it's just there's so much wrestling and stuff to watch man (laughs) it's like you and Mike Harvey I'm surprised Mike Harvey isn't watching it as well yeah it's just when when I have to dedicate Mondays Wednesdays Fridays and then regular life on top of it it's just hard to to get into everything yeah okay, so, dude i totally understand I, yeah i know i'm talking to you who has more <laughs> to do than i do so i know <laughs> i totally understand i totally understand yeah um what uh other news what other news did we have we had you wanted uh, to discuss the brandy rhodes tony khan this is yeah it, it, it's mostly tony khan and Brandy Rose were backing him up than anything but um, yeah I oh god I need to find the tweet sorry um, I, I like I said I don't remember the, I didn't see the Brandy Rose but like when we were talking before yeah. uh, like I saw the Tony Khan ones yeah go through the Tony you seem to have the notes there I don't go through the Tony uh, well, Khan I, don't have, I just read them recently so they're just kind of fresh in my head uh, um, I know one of them had to do with CM Punk yeah, and he kind of had a comment of something about like it's something as being as dangerous as uh, plane full of wrestlers on their way to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which was I saw that I was like, ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kinda... the second one was in regards to Randy Orton, um, and talking about like himself and Randy. Saying, like, went to town on each other yeah in my opinion it was very funny Randy had a great comeback as well something to do with like with Orton's like contract negotiations and adding Tony Khan and his father and stuff like that he posted Orton had posted something and Tony Khan was like oh I like the way you only tag me when um, when you're looking to try and drive your negotiation contract up or whatever and then uh Randy Orton said, look, if I was actually serious about coming over to your guys, I wouldn't have talked to you, I would have talked to your father. And I was like, ooh, well, he's bringing the dads into it. All righty. And then Orton said something about the scandal that went on with the dad. Do you remember where he was supposedly getting um, done for corruption, but it turned out it was all... Yeah. Well, they say it turned out it was all bullshit. He got away with it anyway, or what, or was cleared one yeah. or the other. Um, and then... Uh, Tony got very don't you bring my dad into this it was very funny it was good it was probably not yeah, he about how well I'm Orton sure Orton the N-word. Probably... yeah he said Orton used the n-word on Twitch a couple of years ago yeah 
So I think that's where it stands as of right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, still can't find the brandy stuff. The brandy stuff is in. So after the N word comments, Brandy Rose commented underneath it as if she was officiating the match. Uh, can round three TKO. Gotcha. Then, then Charlotte Flair. This is the bit that I found very interesting out of the Brandy Rose thing. Charlotte Flair commented on. Uh, on Brandy Rhodes slash Tony's comment with just a a non-impressed face Mm. uh, look. And then uh, Brandy Rhodes replied to her comment with a clown face, which I was like, okay. I I don't know exactly what you're trying to say there, but uh, I like it. (laughs) Twitter's a beaut, isn't it? Twitter Twitter is, it's like (laughs) beef.com. It's like it's natural story storyline making. It's a way to get cross brands like like yeah. interacting with each other. I love Brandy Rose Spitz. I don't want to see her wrestle Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair will tear her little arms off and beat her up and down the fucking ramp with them. I'm not a fan of her wrestling. I don't mind her as a person she, and a character. I, I just don't think she's a good wrestler. She is an okay wrestler in a yeah. 1990s diva style wrestling yeah. she's not a wrestler wrestler yes she's only learning yeah she's not in the wrestling game as long as other people true give her a bit of time what she is is a great promo and yeah that's really, what I'm saying like I like yeah. her on the mic yeah she's brilliant I'm like Matt putting her with Awesome Kong is yeah. a great move yeah. I don't I don't know exactly what's going on with the hair cutting. I'm a little bit lost. It's almost like she's like the predator and like she like collects skulls instead. Yeah, hair. but then the promos lead me to believe there's like this dark witchcraft kind of vibe going on. Could be. Yeah, because it uh, I don't know, it's hard. well I say dark witchcraft. It also there were certain bits of it that were very Star Warsy. Yeah. The Mandalorian dark. type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Well, not just the TV show. I'm talking about like the Mandalorian like mythology is like they normally put like whip, uh, Wookiee's scalps hair and stuff on their like armor. Right. I'll tell you something for nothing and you're probably not going to like me but I wouldn't be what one would call an overly enthused Star Wars fan. <laughs> so I'm the, I'm the opposite. So Yeah. So, some some might say I couldn't give a monkeys about Star Wars. <laughs> some yeah. might say. Some might say. Not, not some might say. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I, is I, there any other the original trilogy that you want to talk about? I saw the original trilogy and I liked that. And then I saw yeah. the one with Jericho and I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and then that was it for me. And then the you one might like I The get, Mandalorian though. I'm hearing it's really good. The only other time I came back was um, when they had that depressed teenage kid pretending to be Darth Vader. Well, pretending to be Anakin, who then turned into Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Episode three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, the right. Um, the Mandalorian's kind of like a nice, like, uh, Western, Nor-type kind of... Uh, it's It's different. It's good, though. So, um, I think that's about a bit of the news. You, you want to talk about a little bit about the CM Punk stuff, or not really, or... Sorry, which? The CM Punk stuff. 
Yeah, let's talk into the CM Punk stuff. We'll get into it. I, I won't lie to you. There's not a crazy amount to get into with Raw and SmackDown. Well, they're actually... Not really. We're just mainly just going to do a quick recap. SmackDown was the same as usual, where not a lot happened, except that The Fiend did a couple of cool things. And yeah. Raw was stock filled of awesome wrestling, but shit finishes. Yep. So, uh, before, uh, before we get into Raw, as was announced last Tuesday by the man himself, CM Punk was on... Uh, WWE backstage this week um, for his first full episode and if you ever wanted proof that he worked for Fox and not WWE Jesus Christ <laughs> it, 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 it was Tuesday night he ripped Baron Corbin apart he told Seth Rollins he told Seth Rollins what the entire planet has been telling Seth Rollins for the last six months hey maybe instead of looking like an idiot with his mouth open the whole time sometimes it's better to shut your mouth and let people not know you're a fucking idiot <laughs> maybe it's time to take a Twitter break for a while Seth oh uh, he told Baron Corbin well he actually didn't rip Baron Corbin apart he just ripped this whole um, stuff when Reigns yeah. dog I can't like he's not wrong because <laughs> he said he, he said he didn't really know Corbin because he's kind of a newer guy so he didn't really have much interaction yeah. with him yeah he said I'll have to get familiarized with his stuff but this isn't a good way to start which it isn't no. if, that's, if that's the first nugget of Corbin it's a shame yeah. actually because I don't get the Corbin at all. Corbin's a bloody good wrestler, but if you look at his uh, general runs through WWE, they're more goofy. They're more goofy. When he had the case until he uh, pissed off Big Daddy Dave and they got got the case taken off him. Yeah. Uh, when he had the case and he was being the dastardly heel, uh, Money in the Bank winner, I was like, I'm liking this. This is good. Yeah. And then he just went down goof town. I'll give him credit though, like the Commissioner Corbin thing, he owned it. Yeah, no, the constable, yeah, that worked really yeah. good. He, he made as good a he made as good a job out of it the as anyone is, could have done anyway. I don't hate him as the king as King Corbin right now. I just think that the Roman Reigns stuff is a bit much. Oh no, no, it's the angle is the issue. I'm loving his King Corbin stuff. I love the whole get up with the, the like tape and I've, the crown. I've said for years, man, if, you, if you're going to have an actual, like, King of the Ring, he should lean into the King thing fucking properly. Do you remember Owen Hart did it? He went around with the cape the whole time and he had people bringing him down to the ring. Bloody yeah. gold. Bloody gold. If you want to hear uh, our thoughts on that, minus you because you weren't there, but we do have the King of the Ring history podcast on the archives if you want to listen to my true thoughts of the King of the Ring's history. That they were good and progressively got shit. Yep. There you go. Synopsis there for anyone. There you go. You just you uh, just saved everybody an hour of listening. No, no, no. You should go listen to the hour. It was actually really good. <laughs> uh, that was a good podcast. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed that. But yeah, so then he also started ripping on Tom Arnold because I guess Tom Arnold ripped on him. Yeah, but he also started ripping on Seth Rollins while ripping on Tom Ireland. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he swore. Yeah, he and actually, like, he actually, he actually cut a promo on Seth Rollins and then went, "Oh, sorry, I mean Tom." I was yeah. like, "Oh, God. And Booker T's <laughs> like, oh, "You're coming yeah, yeah. back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, man, dude, Booker T was like number one fanboy there all Tuesday. It was bloody amazing. Was I great. say, on top of the the dishes of Seth Rollins, I think my favorite comment Bunk made was when they were kind of him and Renee were talking about the Shield. And he's like, Renee, who's your favorite member of the field? 
I like them it's all equally. Like, <laughs> I like them all equally. And he just kind of like got that look on his face. He's like, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I actually, I genuinely think he was like, what shit can I say? <laughs> That's gonna send Vince over the fucking edge. He, he, he came out and he ripped the pro- like he ripped the product apart. Yeah. Like he said last week, there was going to be like I work for Fox and I'm not going to be pulling any punches, but he, he pulled. He's, that's the thing is like he's really trying to push that part of it because every time he talks, yeah, like, yeah. I work for Fox. I work. I was like, okay, we, we get it. Yeah, well, I, I think he's fucking reminding himself. <laughs> yeah, it's true too. Yeah. Should I say I, this? See, I think Fox it's going to ultimately end uh, end up with him coming back in at least one match, not soon but it'll be rumble the fact that he's in his 40s that it's you know yeah but that's if he wants to come back to I think he will because I think once he gets you know in it for a little while well I'll tell you if, if I was retired and I had a, a load of those young bucks coming over to me uh, on and off or not even on and off like continuously calling me out <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, get me in the fucking ring. Yeah, and just just punch. shut everybody up. Yeah, I am going to punch the face off Seth Rollins. Yeah, because Seth Rollins is the one that called him a coward. Yeah, because he did that after the fact too. After he yeah. kind of like made a statement last night, he hopped back on Twitter and was like, "Oh, yeah, coward!" He, he, even yeah. though even though everyone told him don't do it, he did yep. it. Right. Yep. Even Renee was like, "Everybody needs a Twitter break every once in a while," you know. <laughs> She was your best bud's wife, mate. <laughs> she even yeah. she's been gonna listen to anybody in the business. That's one person who said. Everybody, dude. Ever since the Will Ospreay tweet, everyone's been like, maybe Seth should take a Twitter break. And then when he tries, well, the thing is though, when he tries to, his wife he gets on Twitter, and then everyone's like, oh, he can't back himself up. She has to do it all. Yeah, that's because she's better at it than he is. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like. Looking not, at his perspective, not not wrestling. They're both amazing wrestlers, but when it comes to like Twitter game, Becky, yeah. Becky Lynch is a Twitter machine. He's not really good at the the comebacks and the you know it's just like no. <laughs> I'm gonna burn it down. It's pretty much all he's got. Yeah, and he does like he, he does. It's a shame, you know. He doesn't. He's and the thing is, he used to be good at all this, but this is what happens sometimes when people go to WWE. You spend so long having stuff scripted for you. If yeah. you like fall into the regime full blow, you're, it stops your brain thinking outside the box sometimes. You're like, it's like, oh, line. Yep. Uh, tell them you make more money than them. That'll fucking show up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> good. This is what we pay you. Yep. I can't see how that'll back for. So, uh, are you ready to get into the, the bad parts now and talk about SmackDown and Raw? I, I'm not going to call them bad. I'm going to call SmackDown bad. SmackDown was terrible. Yeah. SmackDown wasn't a fun show. The Bray Wyatt stuff was okay, although it was two segments that really should have only been one. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, the first segment was a total throwaway fucking... Yeah, King Corbin came out, had the whole keep going about the dog thing and the how he's... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Some dude comes out in a dog costume and then that led into Ziggler and Rude versus Gable and Ali with the spot of Survivor Series on the line. Yeah. Uh, Roman came out. Yeah. The real Roman came out. 
Yeah, not the dog suit, Roman. <laughs> and then uh, Gable and Ali picked up the victory. Roman spear yeah. Corbin, and that's all about that segment. Yeah. Um, we had Strowman versus Gulak, even though it didn't end up being a match because he had the B team out for with him for some reason. Yeah, Gulak managed to get away scot free, and the B team got the demerit. And then they just were like, "Oh, well, match is done. We're not having the match." Yeah, yeah. Well, if I just saw the guy I was about to fight destroy two guys who were bigger than me, I'd be probably like, I'm fucking out here. Yeah, I'm really disappointed so far what they're doing with uh, Gulak. Like, he was so good as the Cruiserweight champion. He Man. needs to be on NXT. Badass grizzly beard Gulak where he, no promos, no fancy shit. I just come out and twist you into a pretzel until you cry. Yep. It was so good. Um, so good. That, ma- that two match run he had with a uh, oh god what's the Japanese guy from New Japan uh, oh god I don't know either he's out injured he, d- he does the hoverboard lock oh uh, Kushida Kushida thank you I had Tanahashi in my fucking head and I was like that's not right um, <laughs> like the, the two matches he had with Kushida were fucking amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely amazing all of his cruiserweight one, amazing. Well, and that's the thing I'm, is, I thought they were going to make the cruiserweight division kind of like you know the home on NXT, but now they're dispersed a bunch of them to Raw and SmackDown. But the show's still there, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but they have no like. There's literally so you have a show on the network where all of the guys can fight for literally nothing. There's no official cruiserweight championship anymore. Yeah. Or, well, there is, but it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship now. So unless you, unless they're now looking at 205 Live as their new developmental kind of visit, Could maybe. Be, yeah. yeah, although that limits Which is really restricted, because, though, because then it's guys that are only 205 pounds and less, yeah. which is very... Vince I mean, there's more of them, fit. but not as many. Yeah, seems to be having a bloody conniption fit. Yeah. Well, there's going, to be less than, there's going to be less of them now. Only Larkin's looking for his release. Yeah. And he's already changed his name back to Biff, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, on I saw Twitter. That. So. Um, I'm not super impressed. And I don't I don't know, is it just the way my brain's wired? I'm, I don't like the way all of the wrestlers are now running to Twitter and stuff to try and kind of strong arm a release. Like I mean, like I just you know the way I work, man. Like the, you work for a company, and stuff like that should be handled behind business doors. Yeah, you know that's not stuff to be like. You're you're just making yourself like, oh, why not me? Or just let me go. I hate it. I actually really, it's really bugging me. And the ACH part of this really is where I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. From what a little bit of a side note was kind of. In regards to that, some stuff I've been hearing as they're talking about WWE might be changing their views on the release policy as they may be starting to grant releases, but they're not going to allow them to wrestle for competition until their contract is lapsed. So if they had three years left on the contract, they can't wrestle for competition for like three years. Yeah, but then that means they're just going to make you stay the three years or so because it's better to stay on contract and be paid. That's what they'll end up doing. That's the thing. It's like, nobody's like, all right, well, you want your release. 
then you can have it, but you're not really going to be able to work anymore. I don't know if they, I don't know if they can make it work that well, I suppose if you're, hmm. I was hearing that it was going to be like, you can't go to AW or like New Japan, but they could maybe work the Indies since they're not direct competition. But what are the Indies anymore? I I don't know. Yeah, that's things. I don't know, like, what you would consider something without, like, a streaming service or availability, so here, like, on you. Like, everybody's like, almost got availability on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, so. like, like what, what, are, what are even indies anymore? I mean, Ring of Honor had a respectable following until their main guys all left and started their own thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are indies that, that are the out, but just, they're not. But a lot of those indies in America that are not with TV... Uh, stuff are de- developmental brands yeah. for WWE. Pretty much. Do you know what I mean? PWG is a feeding is a feeder company into NXT. Yeah. And the the uh, the whatever Rocky Mountain Wrestling or whatever that's called that's a feeder company into PWG. Yeah. So are, yeah, like where do you like go? I said, it's something that they were talking about, but they don't really. It's something that they're gonna have to work on for a while to figure out what all the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they can legally do it that way. Probably not. Or I, I think maybe they could do like a ninety-day cop thing where they because they do do done that in the past where there's like yeah, a, yeah they can give. But you see the re- the thing with that ninety-day thing is that was a paid option. Yeah, like that ninety-day thing was. Uh, yeah, we're granting you your release and we're going to give you a little buffer bit uh, of cash to keep you tipping over on the premise that I don't see you show up on another televised wrestling company for the next 12 weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the story with Ambrose. Ambrose didn't take the bumper money. That's why he was able to show up in AEW so fast. Yeah, right after. Like, the day he left WWE, there was a promo out. Yeah, because he actually... Because he, from one of his interviews, they recorded those before because he knew he wasn't going to resign. Mm-hmm. So those were able to be available right away when he, when he left. Mm-hmm. But we got off on a long side note there. <laughs> yeah, well, there, was a, there was a lot of news. <laughs> yeah. Because well, <laughs> um, uh, next up, we had the Revival of New Day, which was actually a really good match. It's a good match, but I'm sick of it. To- they're, like they're not winning the belts back. I almost thought they were because it looked like they hit the shatter machine. I was like, wait, wait. Yeah. And then they, they, comes haven't, they haven't resigned their contracts. No, I know. And they're not going to. They're the they're the Dean Ambrose of the tag division. Yeah. They're, well, they're not. They're not even. They said we're leaving the minute our contracts go up, and then they got the tag belts twice. In two yeah. different brands to try and kind of uh, molly coddle them into resigning, and they just took, dude, them and the Bucks are going to have a fucking feud and a half. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, and it's going to be magic. I, I hope to God they don't resign. I'm mad to see it. Yeah, mad to see it that they will do some great things for tag team wrestling in the same promotion. Yeah, um. After all the after that we had um, heavy machinery against a couple of top guys. Yeah, I don't know why they're still jobbing. I don't know. It's like they're doing what they they 
So they try to, they need to keep this kind of stuff for like their like I don't know if they still have it, but like when they used to have like superstars and all that, like that's where you're like did they um did the Jobber guys even get a name? Because I I, I think they did, Jobber. but I don't remember. They they announced their names, but I honestly I don't remember. Yeah. And machinery won anyway. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, um we yeah. had Nick Cross and Bailey. Yeah. Which Shana, Shana Baszler showed up early in the match and like, Bailey started. Yeah, Bailey went to leave uh, and then Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, uh, they all hop the barricade and kind of throw Bailey back into the ring. Yeah. Then Banks jumped Baszler, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. And it's just an all out lady brawl. Which is better than the brawl that happened at the end of Raw this week? Yeah. From from a cameraman's perspective, yeah. I've, got, I've got serious issues with that. We'll talk about uh, when we get on to the next one. Okay. Uh, good lord. Um, Kevin Dunn, you and me neither. Chatterino, my little friend. That turned that little brawl turned into an eight women tag match. Yeah. So yeah, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, medium versus yeah, came out of nowhere. Dana Brooks, who came out of nowhere. Sasha Banks, Nikki Cross. Carmella. I say Carmella. Oh, okay. Yeah. I very confusing uh, amalgamation of women. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty yeah. much your two you're gonna be your two teams right there though for Survivor Series. For the for SmackDown and NXT minus Lacey Evans. On the Survivor Series team? She's take she's getting knocked out first. Who? Dana Brooke. Yeah, it's the uh, I'll get into that when we get into the predictions. I'll go over both. Yeah, Sarah Logan's on as well, isn't she? Yeah, that was random. <laughs> she's, they have she's nobody getting, else. That's why she's getting put out first. Who who are Sarah Logan and Dana Brooke on the same team? No, uh, Logan's on Raw, Brooks on SmackDown. All right, well, Logan's taking the hit for Raw first, and Brooks yeah. taking the for SmackDown first. Whichever yeah. which one goes first, and. I think what we, like I said, I think what we saw on the eight woman tag, those are going to be the two teams. Plus, uh, Lacey Evans is on Team SmackDown because it's five on five on five. And I yeah, think yeah. Bianca Belair probably gets put in the uh, with the NXT four because Baszler is going up against Bailey, and that she, makes no sense. That makes no sense. None of it makes sense, but it's the Ryder series. They just put people okay. together, like I told you. No, it, it'll be someone else because Bianca Belair is in War Games. But that's two separate shows, though. It's two separate shows, but if you look at so the, is so is Rhea Ripley, so is Tegan Knox. Yeah, but so Rhea is Mia Ripley. Yim. Yes, but me. What I'm saying is Dakota. Er, sorry, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, and uh, who else? Mia Yim. I said Mia Yim. Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox. Dakota Kai. No, Dakota Kai isn't on it. She's not in there. She's on the Survivor Series team, not the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Survivor Series team hasn't been announced, so I guess... Yeah, so I guess I can't say that. I I don't think Belair makes sense, because they're... Like, the majority of the team that are lining up... I can see maybe Candice LeRae, but she's... Candice LeRae makes sense. Candice LeRae would be the only other one that would make sense. Candice LeRae is she's on the War Games team. 
Yeah, well, it, it's just, it seems weird to put one person from one War Games team on a team with the other four people. Yeah, I know. That, like I said, that's Survivor Series. That's what they're, that's how yeah, they're I doing know, Storylines are supposed to, like, they're, they're storylines for a fucking reason. You don't just pause. We got, we got, like I told you before, we got Corbin and Reigns that are beefing, but they're on the same team. Oh, yeah, I know. Something's going to happen Friday in relation to that, trust me. Yeah. Because they made a very big point of pointing out the SmackDown is the start of Survivor Series weekend, not yeah. uh, NXT. So um, I, I feel something big's going to happen there. I don't know what, but I feel something big's going to happen. Anyway, um, after that, then uh, that was a handy little match, I will say. I did quite enjoy yeah, the little... um The SmackDown women's team got the victory when uh, Nikki yeah. Cross and Dakota Kai. Well, I think they're just slowly trying to prep everybody for the fact that NXT are not winning anything. <laughs> I have to Yeah, they're just because they they got their couple of good showings in the first week or two, and it's just been losing, <laughs> losing yeah. since. Uh, after that, then we had Daniel Bryan. I I'm gonna put this out here right now. I fucking love this segment <laughs> so much. Yeah, the the promo that he gave was really good. The promo that Daniel Bryan gave. Yeah, was brilliant, and also the, himself and Miz kept this tension going on between the two of each other. Because in case anybody doesn't know, these two guys do not like each other. No. Period. And um, I love the way they've just been given free reign to just be like, "Oh, hate each other on camera all you want. I don't care. It's fine. Go yeah, for it. um, it's really good. Anyway, uh, Miz and Brian are having a a chat on Miz TV, and the Fiend shows up for what would be his essentially second segment of the night. And holy moly, <laughs> it's really good. He, it would appear, it, it looks like Daniel Bryan's going to be atoning for his sins from when he asked, fucked the right or the uh, the firefighter family right in the bim. It was like, uh, what five or six years ago when that happened. It's I like, so I like the long term storytelling they're finally doing, yeah. That's because Bray Wyatt seems to be the only guy in WWE that understands character continuity. Yeah. Like, he's been keeping all of this stuff locked up in his head. Because, like, like a little bit of, like, a little bit of Brian's promo is kind of going off. I was talking about, like, he's a little bit mentally unstable, that Miz and other people don't understand where, like, having mentally unstable and passion at the same time, but the only person who does is Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that he's unpredictable. He's something that WWE's never seen before. Um, and that's when Wyatt came out. Kind of was like, like you said, he remembers what you did and all that stuff. And he said maybe the fiend remembers uh, what Brian did. Then yeah. uh, he gets all really uh, dark and stuff. And I and he's like, I really think that he does, or maybe he just wants to play with you. Yeah, and they said, just say the magic words, and then Brian was like, no. He's like, no, I will not come back there and play with your puppets. Yeah. But I will, if we are to do it, let's put the Universal title on the line, and then that's what gets us to the announcement of... Because somehow Miz has authority, I guess, because he's like, well, that's it. Yeah, it's Miz- Brian and the Fiend at Survivor Series. I, don't, like, I, I, I think on written storyline, it would appear that Miz has inherited all of Shane's powers after Shane. <laughs> it would appear if he wants to become the boss of the company, company. just clothesline the boss's son off a forklift. Yeah. 
That's so that pretty much uh, put a little bow on SmackDown. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, next up, we had Raw. Becky started to show off again. I think it was like two weeks in a row we've had a Becky promo start off yeah. Raw. She's the only person that can promo on that fucking show at the minute. Yeah, no, I, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I guess that. Dude, dude, was start with, start promo, with your strong foot. <laughs> start with your strong foot. Yeah, well, it is the it's same like, yeah. I don't care about brand supremacy. I'm just, you know. I, I believe she said, I don't give a bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And then she, the Iconics came out, and she was like, well, I could beat the Iconics by myself. And then Charlotte came out, and they had the tag match, and Becky and Charlotte won. Much. The powers that be seem to want us to keep wrestling together. <laughs> it's like Vince, yeah. you mean Vince. <laughs> Vince yeah. You're obviously talking about Vince. Yeah. Char- I feel Charlotte, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Like, they're adamant to try and drive these two into a tag team. I, from what I was hearing, that uh, earlier rumors for TLC, which takes place next month, is going to be Becky and Charlotte versus uh, the Kabuki Warriors for the tag titles in like a TLC match. Oh, Jesus. It sounds good, but I just don't get why they're forcing the two of them together. Like, they'll make a good match out of it. Yeah, the four, the, those four ladies will have a great match, but I just don't get why. Because, I mean, they're not going to let... Oh, that means... Because I don't... Like, the thing is, like, I don't know where their long-term plans are, especially getting close to Mania. You can't keep having Charlotte and Becky, but they don't have really anybody else on Raw to... In the women's division, uh, but who are they going to put? Like, like, if Charlotte and Becky become the tag champs, who the fuck do they feud with? And what does Charlotte do when Becky's got a title match at a pay per view? I don't know. Like, the, it, it's oh, it's the same thing they did with uh, Seth when he had the tag in the Universal title. Yeah, but he lost that within twenty, like forty-eight hours. Yeah, it was within like a week or something. Yeah. No, sorry, it was two weeks. He won it, and then he uh, himself and Strowman defended it one time. Yeah, and then they lost it. They lost it on the pay per view. So, yeah. Oh no! Like I said, we're getting close to Mania. We're getting close to Rumble. You know, she's probably going to defend it against somebody at Rumble. And if they're want, putting her in storylines with tag teams, it's I don't know what they're going to do. I'm wondering: is it a sign of things to come? Maybe Becky's losing the belt. Yeah, could be. I could, I could see Baszler moving up at the Rumble. I can too. I've been thinking about, like, I think it could be somebody like that that might win the Rumble. Yeah. Here's why. Uh, this week, we had, in the ring at one stage, you had Marina Shafir, you had Baszler, you had uh, uh, Jessamyn Duke. Um, that's the end of this match. You had... Uh, yeah. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. That's it, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That, that's five of the horsewomen. Out of eight. Yeah, you just need Rousey, Bailey, and Sasha. Rousey, Bailey, and Sasha. That's it. And Rousey's supposedly coming back soon. I saw some news about that. But yeah, not- there's been... I don't know, there's been conflicting. Like, I heard Triple H says she's coming back. And other things I've been hearing that she said that she's retired. So, I don't know. You can't retire after one year. You left. <laughs> yeah. Well. That, yeah. <laughs> so, retired and put the work in. Yeah. Um. Not good because I was very happy with her run. 
just to clarify, but I'm just yeah, saying no, like, I like them too. Yeah, retired just implies that the longevity. Yeah. Um, we had Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Yeah, um, that was the match. <laughs> this is this is where the start of this bullshit happened. I know there was an actual finish to this, but it wasn't really an actual finish because uh, Street Profits came down and interfered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is our issue with before we get further into it. Raw this week is there's a lot of awesome matches with no finishes whatsoever, yeah. and it's the run of it. Humberto uh, got the victory. Yeah, so he gets to face AJ Styles next week for the US um, title. The US title, which yeah. would be more exciting if I hadn't just watched AJ Styles beat the piss <laughs> out of them for four days. Literally four yep. days out of one week. Yep. Was. Yeah. Seven days, four days, he won. That's the ratio of excitement level. Because I like Humberto Creo. I think he's really good. Yeah. He actually sells stuff, which is great. Like, if he gets injured, he actually hobbles around and makes it look like he actually got injured. Next up, we had uh, the weekly, my hated storyline, Rusev and Bobby Lashley. You know, Rusev wasn't in the storyline. No, that's because he's got a restraining order of 90 miles or days. (laughs) I... Oh my god! My favorite part where she's like, he has a, a restraining order of ninety miles, and then like Lashley whispers in her ear, and she's like, "I love it when he corrects me." Ninety days. Oh my she, god, Lana, shut the fuck up. Oh, uh, do you know what? I actually had a minor heart attack when she said ninety miles because the first thing that went through my head was I was like. Rusev can't even show up on fucking Raw if that happens. What's I know. The, like, is he moving brand? And, like, I, the funny thing is, I missed the 90 miles part. I thought, for some reason, we were, like, my friends and I were talking. I heard the yeah. 90 days thing, and I'm like, how does, like, what? Like, how does that work? I didn't think you could restrain order by day. And you can't. You must travel for 90 days east, and then you should be legally within the boundaries of our arrangement. And then she was like, oh, 90 feet. And it's like, good job. Thank well you. Done. Please end this. Like, I was, well oh my God, I hate it so bad. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, so, actually, no way, Jose. That's all. This, this is terrible. If anything, the only thing that seems to be remotely saving this segment, and I didn't realize it until this week, is the fact, the kind of entertaining blasenus that Rusev seems to have been displaying to everything. <laughs> Yeah, when, Ru- when Rusev wasn't there as a comedy buffer, this uh, well, it's yeah. been pretty. Anyway, but boys, so we're gonna move on. And Rollins against Andrade. This was great, great match. But like we until, said, until the ending, until of, the ending. And of, of all people, Lucha House Party comes out and attacks them. Yeah, the most dangerous faction from SmackDown. I was like, maybe they're gonna make some kind of like. Faction with them, and then I was like, "No." I thought I thought it was I thought it was going to be some sort of uh, I thought they were coming down to help Andrade. And yeah, that's what I was thinking back, too. Uh, LWO or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, or, you know, Yeah, well, he can't use that, can he? Well, yeah, no, but 
but but it was with the Lucha House Party, so nothing serious about that. So no, no. Well, I mean, you could make them serious. I mean, they're they're three of the best bloody luchadors on the planet. Yeah, no, I know. You know, so just WWE is just no, no, no. They wear masks and they're not very Mysterio. You are a comedy act. Yep, that is how it goes. And then more people came out, and then that left. Andrade and Seth uh, attacked yeah. him back and yeah, standing it, turns it turns out no matter how much you hate each other and no matter how long and how arduous a fight you've had together is brand loyalty will bring yeah. two together faster than a lightning bolt to a tree in a storm <laughs> um, next up we had well actually before this match we had Buddy Murphy walking backstage and stopped at Alistair Black's door knocked and then just walked away and then black comically ran out of the door and was like what who's there i actually had major issues with this segment and here's why seven and a half months i went back checking seven and a half months alistair black's been locked in a fucking closet <laughs> one time one time previously someone's knocked on the door of that closet second time he misses the knock it le- like it leads to question how many people have been knocking on this fucking door and he's just paying no attention and that also leads to the question what was he doing in there for him not to to like, hear the knock your main objective from what I understand should be you, you should really be just sitting by the door exactly which they kind of rectified later on in the show because Buddy Murphy knocked in there or he didn't even get to knock Alistair Black opened the door preemptively which yeah. I liked um, I like these two if they're Teasing the rivalry between these two, I like it. Oh man, I did. they're gonna fucking. <laughs> that's gonna be a feud and a half. Oh, I'm gonna. I love it. But uh, before or after that, we Murphy. I thought at first that was gonna be Murphy against Black, but then it ended up being Murphy against Tazawa. Cracking match. It had a great match. Do you know what great. I loved about this match? Do you know what I loved about this match? The finish. <laughs> there was a finish. There was a finish. Most, the finish was good anyway, but I was yeah. super happy to have one. No SmackDown, um, no Raw, no NXT. Just two lads went out and had a fight. One person won. One person and, won. Um, I was, because I don't watch 205 live much in the past or present, um, but I was talking to my brother, and I don't think these two guys wrestled each other very much. In 205 live? When yeah. Buddy Murphy was really doing his thing in 205 Live um, was when Tozawa was kind of doing the 205 Live stuff, but it was on Raw. Yeah. So it's a matchup like, because that's what I was, another thing I was kind of thinking is like we saw, we saw some matches obviously that were rehashes, but then we also saw a few different ones because I, like I said, those guys didn't really wrestle much. Um, looking into the couple matches down, Owens and McIntyre, they really never have wrestled much. Yeah, Andrade said they haven't wrestled much either. They wrestled a little bit this year, but not not to the point where it's, oh, this again. Yeah, yeah. The odd match here and there. Yeah, there, yeah. there was one or two um, puts put Andrade over when Seth was the champion matches. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, I will say match-wise, it was quite fresh this week. It was just yeah. no... No, although I suppose you can't really do finishes because you're going into a pay per view. Exactly, especially with the invasion NXT. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, oh god, it, I don't know. It, it was just, it, 
Who's been um, Murphy? Murphy got the win over Tazawa. Like like I said, uh, he was backstage, kind of opened the door with Alistair Black, and then that kind of just ended. Then we transitioned to Rowan talking to his cage thing. I'm saying it's an alligator. Yeah, I'm thinking it too. Yeah, it's baby alligator or crocodile. Um, and, oh, so I did my research on this one. The squash job that he had, I actually got the guy's name for this match. Okay. It was Alex Malcolm. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I felt proud of myself. Yeah, you should do. I, I didn't really get to <laughs> do anything that made me want to know his name. Like, he died unceremoniously quick. Yeah. And then... Uh, don't forget the, the 24-7 championship. Yeah, game those guys there. came out, and then he attacked what? the Bollywood boys, and then Truth yeah, just ran away. Yeah, I can see him and R-Truth becoming a tag team for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah. There, there was just something about the way they were looking at each other, and they keep running into each other. Yeah, it's the second time in two weeks. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like... like Truth kind of needs the second person for that gimmick that they're doing with the twenty four championship. You know, so, oh god, what a waste of Rowan though. Yeah, especially like just a month ago, he was in a main event push against Roman, Roman Reigns. Now, yeah. and Daniel Bryan. Well, like you yeah. take out Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? And then I it's like how cool. Luke Harper dropped back off the face of the planet again. Oh yeah, well they're just going to leave him sit out his twelve months or whatever's left on the contract. Yeah, they just brought him in to fill the need for that tag match, and then like, all right, we're done. Well, no, he was he was just the excuse to so he Rowan could go up against Brian and yeah, Reigns. Reigns. Yeah, that's literally all that was. Um. So after that, we had Owens and McIntyre, another great match. Um, yeah. but for some they, reason they, uh, they this was so confusing they kicked the, the match was great kicking out of finishers back and forth uh, Death Valley drivers on the apron um, yeah. McIntyre throwing Kevin Owens off the apron Paris. into the barricade yeah 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 uh, Kevin Owens kind of blocking the Claymore yeah some great stuff it was really good but then um the NXT lads showed up with Triple H, and then we went to well, an ad break. Triple H came out, yeah, with nobody, and then, and then it just went to commercial. And then we came back, and there's Triple H and Owens and some uh, of the Undisputed Era in the ring. McIntyre's fucked off, nowhere to be seen. Well, actually, it was the Undisputed Era didn't come right away. It was uh, the Forgotten Sons and Damian Priest were at the ramp, at the end of the ramp, what? and then Owens and Triple H were in the right. ring talking. They've put so little storyline into what NXT people show up. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if Adam Cole was actually there until I was he watching. Was. So. They, I see, like, he was. Triple H started talking to Owens, talking about how like Kurt Angle fired him and Shane fired him and nobody wants him and he doesn't yeah. fit this and that. You got and moved up like here. Doing with Seth, you got moved then, up and they had no plans for you and you yeah, got pulled out of NXT when you didn't really want to. Yeah, and then yeah. just while they're talking, then Undisputed Era comes and attacks Owens, and then we saw a little bit of dissension between Triple H and Cole, kind of in the corner. 
that's about the only storyline building I notice in anything, and I like that storyline building. It kind of shows that Undisputed Era are kind of a little bit unhinged, you know, as in they yeah. are NXT, but they do what they want to do. It doesn't matter what Trip says. Yeah, you know, I like that. No. And I think that pretty much ended. I think just the rest of the Raw guys came out and chased them back, like they've been doing for the last two weeks. Yeah, some of the SmackDown guys came out as well. Well, by some of the SmackDown guys, Lucha has yeah. been most dangerous. Then we got um, the announcement uh, from Paul Heyman that the match between him, and, uh, Brock, and Mysterio at Survivor Series is going to be no disqualification, no holds barred. What do you uh, think about this? I've seen people talking online about um, ordinarily when Heyman cuts a promo, he'll say spoiler. And then if he says spoiler, it's a spoiler because Brock's winning. Yeah. Or winning, should I say. He Honestly, didn't say I didn't really hear him say it, so I didn't. He didn't say it here. Hmm. He, he, he said uh, it's either going to be a miracle or a murder or a massacre, sorry. Yeah, which is the most open-ended prediction ever in history. Either he essentially said someone's going to win or someone's going to lose. The the thing that is getting me like it's like like I would honestly I'd say it's going to be Brock. No hands, no like you know, no doubt about it. But reports that I'm hearing is that Mysterio signed a two-year contract with a opt-out clause at 18 months. Which yeah. is getting close to that eighteen months. I don't see and that happening. It could be them appeasing him. Um, no, because here's the. Well, you could be right. Here's the thing, though. One of the reasons he came back is because he wants to pass the torch over to Dominic. Yeah, and he wants to do that in WWE. Yeah. He's he's at the stage of his career where he he left. He went well, to other places and then. Well, one of the reasons he came back is like, or sorry, not one of the reasons. One of the conditions he had coming back was that uh, Dominic got um, use out of the uh, training center. Yeah. So I, I think there. Um, I, I wouldn't see him. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard yeah. to tell. It'll be some definitely to keep an eye on because I mean, there's still well, there's actually, still the. Brock and Kane thing that well, I was actually just going to say how long is Kane supposed to be out for this you know I I heard it could be a long time and I'm also hearing that he's booked for a New Mexico show in December um to tag with Humberto Carrillo uh, to go up against Gallows and Anderson he won't tag in much yeah yeah okay well so he's proper injured so they're putting him in protective matches so what wouldn't surprise me is that somehow maybe he does interfere and cost Brock the title. Yeah. And then... The, the reason I was asking about the injury thing is what if, like, the, the reason for the um, Saudi... Uh, quickness. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the reason for the Saudi quickness and actual result itself was because Kane was injured. Yeah. He was supposed to win that match. Yeah. So well, I don't know if he was they, supposed to win, but it was supposed to be a longer match. Um, what if they're moving the kind of Kane belt run onto Ray for a little bit, which ties into the storyline better, to be honest. Yeah, and I could, which would make it easier to drop to somebody because 
I heard a couple of guys that like they're really big on that could get that title is Andrade and McIntyre. I think yeah. it'd definitely be easier for them to get the belt off with Mysterio. Um, I know they're mad on McIntyre, but if you want to put Andrade over, you have them take out Mysterio. That's what I think too. Yeah, like the, the one, the one who's going to benefit the most out of Ray taking a, a title belt last pin is Andrade. Yeah, and they already have kind of a built-in, you know, thing from yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. So I would, I would like a Mysterio Andrade WWE title match at Rumble or something. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to wait till Sunday to find out. Yeah. Okay, um, we're hitting the hour mark. Do you want to get into predictions really quick before we go? Yeah, just uh, Oscar beat Natalia and. Oh, about that. <laughs> that was a quick match. And. Uh, Orton, Ricochet, and Viking Raiders ended in a no contest because of wrong. NXT. Yeah. So I'm liking um, I'm liking this Orton Ricochet thing. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little like will they look they thing kind of. Yeah, I feel this is going to be a storyline that's going to carry over uh, at least into the new year. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're starting something with Orton and Ricochet here. Could be a thing where it's like, all right, well. He might be kind of pulling him in, okay, and maybe he might not turn on him, and then, yeah, when you least expect it, turn. Yeah, because it does seem like Orton's playing the typical uh, Viper head games. Yeah. So uh, going into predictions. So before we get into it, real quick, there are two matches that might be hard to predict because we don't know all of the competitors. Yeah. Well, we can we can predict who we think is going to go in and result. So. Currently, we are at eight matches on the card. Yeah. Uh, first match up, because it was the first match kind of announced, and we were just talking about it, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. No holds bar match for the WWE Championship. I'm going to say Rey. I'm going to say Rey, too, because like I, I think I was kind of leaning towards it, but the way we <laughs> just us talking, yeah. like, kind of lead me towards that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Rey, because I just... The stipulation that's there, he's been coming out with the iron pipe and looking quite uh, intimidating and hardcore the last couple of weeks. I feel... I, I think feel we're going to see something with Dominic, too. Yeah, and they, they also need to have a champion who'll actually show up on shows. Yeah. So there is uh, that as well. Next up, we have uh, the brand supremacy triple threat, Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion. There's mm-hmm. Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion, mm-hmm. Dana Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion. I cannot wait. I can't wait for this either. I'm saying Baszler. I know I've said that they're going to pretty much straight last, but I think this is the one where the letter NXT person have it. I'm going to go Bailey. You're going to go with Bailey? Yeah, just because I think she's the one. Are you on drugs right now? I I just think that no one's talking about Bailey. And I yeah. think that she's, she can be, especially recently, she can be as dangerous as the other two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, this is something you and I were talking about for the last couple of weeks. Could happen because Baszler and um, Lynch are so locked in horns with each other, they could forget about Bailey. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. That's a good shout. I'm, I'm going to stick with Baszler, but that's a good call. That's a good call. Next up, we have another brand supremacy triple threat match with the Viking Raiders, the Raw Tag Team Champions, versus the New Day, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, 
versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era, the NXT Tag Team Champions. Viking Raiders. Yeah. Um, I think. I, I'm going to say that too because they just took a loss at the Saudi show. Yeah. It, and Viking, I, I would love it to be undisputed. To, to be honest, I, I would love NXT too. to clean house. I would too. But I'd love an I, NXT. I have a feeling undisputed is going to be the ones that take the pen. Yeah. Well, you could have New Day to make both their main show tag teams look strong, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's going to be Viking Raiders. That's what I think, Because it's just like, it's just a throwaway having New Day win another one of those Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, okay, what's next? Next up, we have uh, one of the matches where we don't have the full roster. Uh, the five on five on five women's. Survivor Series Triple Threat Elimination Match. Okay. Uh, Team Raw is Charlotte Flair, Natalia, mm-hmm. Asuka, Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane, and mm-hmm. Sarah Logan. Okay. Versus Team SmackDown is Sasha Banks, okay. Carmella, Dana Brooke, okay. Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Versus Team Water. NXT to be announced. Well, we know that it's Mia Yim. It- Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and Dakota Kai because of the the match they had on SmackDown. Yeah. It's gonna be oh, the no, wait, four sorry. of them. Sorry, we don't. Sorry, we don't know that, do we? We just yeah, know. It's well, the... yeah, we believe. We believe. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, because that actually hasn't been. I keep because there's teams going on in war games as well. I keep getting mixed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll probably find out tonight on NXT. Yeah. In an hour, forty yeah. minutes. Ah, exciting. Okay, keep going. I, I think it's going to be, because we kind of talked about it, I think it's going to be Candice LeRae. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I say Raw will take this because you have Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I think Team Raw. Team Raw. Yeah, you got Charlotte Flair. She's blonde and she's a Flair, so they automatically, yeah. you know the way that works. Uh, next up is the men's 5 on 5 on 5 Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Uh-huh. Versus Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, mm-hmm. and Shorty G. Shorty Bird G. Versus Team NXT to be announced. Yeah, we don't even know who the captain of Team NXT is. Nothing. No, I think it's going to be Ciampa. It's, it, I'm wondering, are we calling this wrong? Because, I mean, like... Although, actually, you know what? This, this is a very smart way of having an excuse for NXT to lose. Is that they've all been in a war games the night before. Yeah. And the thing was, he was kind of next to Baszler. He was the second guy to kind of, on the initial invasion, when he came yeah, out on Miz TV. Fought, yeah, you fought Miz. Yeah. So, and he's been in a couple of the melees. So I and he's kind of take away from the undisputed era who all had yeah. matches. And he was he's in the, the uh, guy that I think's the top dog. He was in the scrap. The with the, uh, he was in the scrap with the OC as well. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah. be him, Keith actually, Lee. If if you actually if you think about who's been getting attacked in the invasion angles, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was a part of that. Uh, six-man tag when OC came 
Yeah, it's it's going to be Riddle. I'd say it's going to be Riddle, Lee, uh, Champa. Riddle, Lee, Champa, maybe Dijakovic, maybe as well. And it's almost like the War Games team, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say, but that's who they've been attacking. Yeah, that's who they've been attacking. Uh, Same with the ladies. Same with the ladies wrestlers. Like Bailey attacked all of the War Games competitors. Yeah. Last week, although um, it's been harder. Like they, could, they could be miscellaneously putting people together. Do you know what I mean? Although not in the men's match because it's all on disputed era. Yeah. So they're all occupado. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, three more matches. Um, brand supremacy, triple threat. AJ Styles, the United States champion, I am representing super. Raw. Super looking forward to this match. Yeah, me too. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, representing SmackDown. Versus Roderick Strong, the North American Champion, representing NXT. Oh, And Undisputed Air. I'm going to say AJ Styles. Just to change it up, because we've had pretty much the same. I'm going to say Nakamura. I'd love it to be Nakamura. I just feel they don't know what they're doing with him at the moment with Sami Zayn being gone again. Yeah, I think this might be able to put him kind of on the map and, you know, hey, Nakamura got the win at Survivor Series for the Team SmackDown. Um, Yeah, yeah. Because a little quick side note, because I don't know, I'm from SmackDown, when they were talking to Brian and then, like, he laughed when Strowman was behind him Mm -hmm. and Nakamura and Strowman were kind of eyeing each other, I think that might be the next... I see feud after Survivor Series. Oh, that could be bad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad for, for Nakamura. No, I mean, that's going to be a bad feud in general. Well, yeah, yeah, not work out well. No, they, they, mm. but we'll, we'll get into that later if it yeah. happens. Um, next up is The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan. Oh, Fiend. 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 Although it'd be, it'd be a ha- great match, but yeah, literally the only man on the planet you could have take the belt off the fiend and everyone be very happy. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, it's fiend, it's fiend. I yeah. Know. Um. Last but not least, not say this is the main event, but this is the last match announced. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole will be defending the NXT Championship against the winner of the War Games Triple Threat, which is Pete Dunne, uh, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane. I'm going to say Pete Dunne's going to win the triple threat. I was thinking Pete Dunne myself, although they're very hot on Martinez or um, Damian Priest. Well, I think he, I think he might work himself into the tag match though too, if he's not in War Games. Yeah, it'll or, be one or the it'll be one or the other. I, I I actually could see, do you know, man? I could actually see Pete Dunne making it into the Survivor Series team. Yeah, and Martinez going up against Cole and Cole winning. Yeah, I think Cole's winning pretty much no matter who he goes up. Against. Yeah, it's it's just that they don't want Dunn taking too many losses. Although Martinez is undefeated, isn't he? No, Pete Dunn beat him on uh, TV a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, the one for one. Yeah, they were supposed to have the rubber match, but then Dane came in and yeah, 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 yeah. that. Um, so that's that's Rivers. I'm I'm really excited, dude. With that, and then take over on Saturday. 
Take, takeover is going to be great. John, what's happening? Um, right? Friday, yeah, we'll be doing predictions for takeover as well as all of the AEW and new NXT news that myself and Buzz aren't able to cover because we yeah. don't know how to see into the future yet. <laughs> One uh, thing I'm excited for tonight, though, guys Dominic Dijakovic and Adam Cole in a ladder match. <laughs> and. <laughs> The Revival versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm actually, I think I'm going to watch AEW on my computer and watch NXT on my phone. I cannot wait for tonight and NXT. Or I'll just have dual windows open on my two (laughs) Mac screens. So, but that will wrap up today's episode. Um, Like I said, exciting weekend of wrestling ahead of us. Yes, sir. Uh, we will have um, results and everything next week. Um, I may not do the news podcast tomorrow because we kind of covered news at the beginning today. Yeah, well, that's and why I, I said. And everything. That's why, so, yeah, that's why I was saying we should do the news now because you usually do it on a Wednesday. So we might as well just. Yeah, there's not really much more to cover. Merge it. So um, you guys will be doing episode on Friday like you said if you happen to be listening to this and you happen to be in Ireland we will be live on the radio from 2 o'clock or from 1 o'clock until about 2 o'clock on Limerick City Community Radio 103.6 and then after that if you're not there uh, I will have it uploaded to the Spotify channel where you can listen to it if you're not in Ireland yeah you also can look up the Limerick City Community Radio website where you can watch, listen to it live as well if you happen to be that's uh, so inclined. Anyway, I think that's us done. Yep. Um, follow us on our socials at Die on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like I said, give us a listen and a follow on the Spotify's and the Google Podcasts and the Apple Podcasts. Um, like I said, until next week, enjoy the uh, weekend wrestling and say bye-bye, Johnny. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Johnny. Peace out.